Well, hello everybody. Welcome to episode 11 of the Best Scott Beat. I'm your host, Nathan Judah. I am delighted to be joined by the man that makes the world go round. He's 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 his Warsaw correspondent, and more importantly, he's my friend. He is the ever-present on this show, Mr. Joseph Massey. How the devil are you? What a lovely introduction that was. No, I know. That was lovely. Full of the joys of spring, as this podcast is going to be. But we're not in our, our normal spot of the bubble, Joe. No. We, we've, we've come down into the executive depth. This is, these are where the important people sit. This is very different to our usual surroundings, isn't we, it? We've booked out a special dining room. We've got water, which has been, which has been <laughs> provided. Yeah. And it's because we've got some royalty with us. Oh, we Royalty have. with us. We have got... He's come back on the show for his second time. I think he must have got lost and he's ended up at Express and Star Towers, but we're using him for the next hour. Welcome to legendary Warsaw reporter himself, Mr. Paul Marsden. Paul, welcome to the show again. Thank you very much. I think I'll leave on that. Um, <laughs> you can't beat that. You can't beat that. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm out of breath. Um, good, good, good Christmas, good New Year. Very good. I hope my wife listened to that, by the way. Yeah. Excellent. I'll, I'll uh, clip it for a soundbite. I'll send it across to you, then you can have it on. You can have it on. Thank you, know, you very much. Tone. Yeah. How's that? You ask about Christmas. Yes. It was only ruined by one thing. Mm-hmm. I went to my first game in two and a half years, Boxing Day match with Bristol Rovers. Oh no! And I must have put. Well, I didn't put the kiss of death on them because they've been losing regularly, haven't they? And they lost <laughs> lost three one to a struggling team. Paul Martin, everyone. It's going to be a superb podcast. That's a that's a nice bright star. Yeah, not 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 great. New Year, any New Year's resolutions for you? Would you say? Anything, uh, anything, anything? Yeah, go it on. was to uh, not leave my port putts short on the green. Oh, but, really? Uh, that I broke that the first time I played. Oh, January okay. Second. Are you more are you more cautious on on, on the greens than are you? You don't like to go past. You don't like to shoot past the hole. You they never go in if they're never up. That's what they say. Yeah, and, that's uh, true. I think that's a weakness in my game. But I'm still collecting money in regularly in the seniors seniors kitty. Oh, so nice. Or you know, I think I'll pop down and coach at Bescot. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you? Uh, Dude, what's your handicap? Handicap has gone up to twenty. I'm embarrassed to say. Gone up to twenty, but but I mean, you see, see, I don't think I want to play you, Paul, because you know you say twenty, but you're probably going to play off sixteen. But you say twenty, I give you four shots, and then and then you take him my money. Exactly. Well, yeah. We have an ex-professional players in the group at uh, Great Bar, mm. and uh, I have beaten him recently. So, although he's giving me plenty of shots. <laughs> Uh, it's yeah. It still takes some doing. Are you any good on the um, on the old fairway, Joe? No, I'm not very good at golf. I used I used to play when I was young younger with my dad. My dad's quite good. Is it? He plays off about 12, 14. Oh, he decent, is good. Yeah. Um, I just haven't got the patience for it. I can't. I'm too competitive. I think I can't relax. Really? I just want to chase shots. And you play well at golf when you're relaxed, don't you? You just need to take it in your stride. It's when you got, when you got people looking at you. When, it, when it's just that moment where you're over the ball. You know that you've got eyes in the back of your head. Even if it's two people you're playing with, let alone you know people waiting to get. Come on, guys, get on with it. And uh, it's just having that confidence just to follow through with your shot. Yeah, but I can't do like you just need to play the hole, don't you, boys? If I'm like three shots behind I'm yeah. going for a Hollywood drive or oh something. yeah you got and the big boy out because I have to because you have to and then I, then, it, then I lose it or whatever yeah. I go miles off and I end up getting angry I can see you throwing Hacking a club bushes with really oh yeah, I've lost, yeah when I used to play I used to lose my absolutely lose my head it's right. such an unforgiving game well, I yeah, hate it I had a just to bring a soccer <laughs> link into the golf chat yes let's bring some football into it that's great when, that's when, why I got you on the show you see exactly, <laughs> exactly. we deviate too, away from it it's my fault really yeah. that's why I've got him to, to rein us in I may have mentioned this to Joey in the past but when Alan Ashman was uh, manager of Walsall. He played golf and uh, he challenged me to play him one day. And uh, in that, that occasion, that you could get a single golf ball wrapped 
as a new ball, mm. single. Now they're in boxes of three. Oh, right, yeah. uh, and we decided we'd play for a golf ball. Right, and I did beat ball. him. Really? And, uh, at the end, of, after we'd had a drink, he gave me this beautifully wrapped Dunlop 65 ball. And I thought, I'll keep that for the next medal so I've got a really good ball to play with. Yeah, yeah. And sure enough, fortnight later, mm. on the tee, unwrapped this lovely, as I thought, yeah. Dunlop 65. Uh, yeah. And there's a large cut in it. It was an uh, old ball. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so on the following Monday, I spoke to him at Beskut. Well, uh, it was, was it Beskut? Yes, it was. And uh, I said, uh, th- thanks for the ball, Alan. There happened to be a bit of a cut in it. And he said, I've been waiting for you to find out. <laughs> he said, I've got a new ball for you in the office. I'll give it to you when I see you. He said, but I've been dying to, for you to open oh, that and find brilliant. it. Brilliant. He said, one, one, one ball or one sleeve. I need about four lots of sleeves to get through a mile if I'm going to get yeah. round 18 anyway right shall we shall we shall we discuss some 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 super saddlers yeah well there's less less super about them actually we'll, we'll discuss some saddlers yeah uh right seven games without a win mm. worst form in the league one table fans I say not happy some of them are absolutely furious are Warsaw going down Simple as that. That's the question. That is that, that's the question. Down. I mean, let, let's let's go. Let's get straight down to the nitty gritty. Um, speaking to the fans after the defeat on Saturday, everyone knows they're in a relegation battle. You said they're in a relegation battle. Can can you conceivably? Oh, it was inconceivable at the start of the season, but yeah. could you see them going in, into League Two? I think they're going to be okay. However, um, it is getting very, very hairy. Um, <clears throat> there's reasons why I think they're going to be okay. We'll touch on the Scunthorpe game first and foremost. That was obviously the, the most recent game. In that game, if you look at the stats, Scunthorpe have had three shots on target. Three. They've scored two goals. Um, and the third shot, which is registered on target, was a hopeful header from about 12 yards, which Liam Roberts collected about eight yards out. I mean, it wasn't a shot. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't a, a genuine attempt at goal. So I think that you can basically say they've had two shots and scored two goals. Scunthorpe, um, and that is kind of a recurring theme in the sense that I can't remember a game where Liam Roberts is making save after save. Liam Roberts is conceding a lot of goals at the mm-hmm. minute. There's no two ways about that. But he's not being called into action a lot. Um, and I think for that reason, as bad as Walsall have been defensively, and, and the record is atrocious, um, that. Overall, overall, they're not defending too badly. It's just these individual errors that time and time and time again are affecting them. You look at the first goal Scunthorpe scored on Saturday. Dean Keats said afterwards, one player, we don't know who it was, he's just gone and stood in the wrong position. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Yeah. It's an individual error. He stood in the wrong position. It's allowed... Um, OJ, I think his name is, to fire in completely unmarked. I mean, it's a, a crack- decent strike. It's yeah. a decent, it's a cracking yeah. finish, isn't yeah. it? But the bottom line is, if said player stands in the right position, that goal probably doesn't happen. The second goal, I mean, it's a catalogue of errors, really. Um, I saw someone on Twitter describe it as the slowest counter-attack he's ever seen, which I thought summed it up, really. I mean, how Walsall don't stop the ball in the middle of the park is so slow and ponderous. There's nothing, there's nothing great about it. I think... When the lad Thomas, I think his name is, when he plays that through ball, I think Guffrey's in the wrong position. Mm-hmm. When he plays it through, Nicky Devlin is playing Lee Novak on side. Yeah. And you can you can pinpoint that goal, as Keats does, I think, with a lot of goals, and you can see so many occasions where it could be stopped. Mm-hmm. And you take those two instances out, and say Liam Roberts hasn't had a save to make, and that is the way it is at the moment. It, it is errors. I've, I spoke to Dean Keats this morning and he said time and time again it's errors. It's always these errors that are costing them. Um, they need to cut them out. Look, we've been saying it for so long. They, they, if they don't cut them out, they're going down. It's as simple as that. If they don't cut them out, they're going down. 
but I genuinely believe eventually the tide will turn and they will cut them out. Whether it's a case of they cut them out or whether it's a case of they don't get punished by them and they can just get some results and lift the mood, lift the confidence in the camp because the confidence is low. But I do think there's enough quality in that squad. There's enough good players. It's still the same team that went seven games unbeaten at the start of the season. It's still the same team that's put in some impressive performances along the way. I do think they're going to be okay. Um, but then, but as it stands, they're not in a great position. Mm-hmm. Paul, what, what what needs to change? Because because they are in a rut, aren't they? Absolutely. And it's difficult when yeah. you know when you're losing every week and, and yeah. heads are going down when they're conceding. They're obviously a young side. Yeah. How do you change it? Well. I fear they will go down. I hope they don't, but I fear they will. And I base that on what I saw in the Bristol Rovers game. Uh, the defence was chaotic. You mentioned the defence. Have, have, I mean, they seem to have good players, but they seem to be so totally disorganised. I'd never seen a Warsaw defence so bad in years. And uh, they seemed all over the place. Nobody seemed to tackle players. Bristol Rovers players just walked past people and made no attempt to tackle them. I didn't see anybody foul anybody. You know, they've really got to beef up. And what concerns me is if they don't wake up, if this club goes down, just look at the League Two table. Mm. I can't. I couldn't see them stopping the decline. They, this, the team is playing like a non-league outfit, mm. and they could go to non-league. And if you, if, if the people running um, Warsaw don't think that, they want to look at Brist- at Notts County. They're bottom of League Two, a much bigger mm. club than Warsaw. Last Saturday, was it last Saturday, they had a, a, an effort to... They desperately wanted to win the home game against Cambridge because they were in big trouble. Cambridge is just above them. Uh, they reduced the admission price to £2 and had 14,000 people at Notts County mm. and they lost 1-0. Wow. And they're glued <clears throat> to the bottom. A team, the oldest football team in the mm. country, mm. is heading for non-league where... Several teams that we've all known in the past, Hartlepool, etc., yeah. Wrexham, mm-hmm. bigger clubs than Walsall, if you like, Wrexham anyway, uh, they're, they're stuck in non-league. And you've, you've said that, Joe, you've said that the gap between the Championship and League One is, is, is massive, really, but between League One and League Two, there's nothing in it at all, and you can flip-flop a lot of those teams, and that's the danger, really, mm-hmm. that if they do go down, that they could be lost in no-man's land and, like you say, sink even further. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a real danger. I mean, it's a long way away, isn't it? That, that is a long way away, if we're talking... I mean, I st- I st- they're not in the relegation zone in League One at the minute. That's the bot- and relegation further to that is a long way away. But I, w- I do agree with what you're saying. I think the gap between League One and the Championship is absolutely huge. I think it's worryingly big. I think it's only getting bigger. Um, there's just a completely different class of player in the Championship now compared to there is in League One. And... The National League is closing in all the time, all the time. And it's a lot of it is because they've gone full-time. Five years ago, ten mm. years ago, there was no full-time clubs in the no. National League. They're all full-time now. Mm. That's dripping into National League North and South. Mm. There's full-time clubs there. These players are training all the time. They're just footballers now. They're not having to worry about any other things. That's why I think a lot of players are making the step up. Mm. I mean, look at Andy Cook. Look at Andy Cook, for example. And I think, yeah, I mean, what worries me... What worries me, it's the same point in a way, but what worries me is the ambition of some of the clubs in the National League. That worries me compared to the ambition of Walsall. You look at Salford, for example, they're more ambitious than Walsall. Mm-hmm. No, of course, yeah, yeah. Um, so, Wrexham... Is that what you call them? Salford, is that what they're called? 
Salford, 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 I think, yeah, sorry. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're, pay, they're paying wages, aren't they? And they've got that ambition, they want to get in that football league as soon as possible. Um, and they're paying more wages than Walsall are. Yeah. I'll tell you, actually, Andy Cook in the summer had an offer to go to Salford, Salford. <laughs> 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 I can't say it, I can't say anything. Um, Gary Neville's team. Yeah. Um, but um, he didn't go, he turned them down. He was offered more money. He wanted to play in League One, and that well, that, that sums it up. Doesn't it? They mm-hmm. are offering more. Look, they are a bit of an exceptional case. They've got the class of '92 behind course, them at the end of the course. day. But there's a lot of clubs on the way up. Filed, for example, filed are very, very, very ambitious. They want to climb through the leagues. Tranmere, another one mm. that fell through into in, into the conference, didn't they? Yeah, um, on the way back. And coincidentally, it wasn't. They were at the top of League One, fighting for promotion, and then. Within a couple of years, they were in the National League, which is which is Walsall were fighting for promotion, mm. weren't they? So the the, the warnings are there. Well, like, look at Leighton Orient. Yeah, absolutely. They're down there fighting to get back, desperate to get back. They, these clubs are desperate to get where Walsall are. So why don't the Walsall hierarchy wake up, spend a bit of cash, and save this club from diving down to the non-league and be, being forgotten, getting one paragraph in the papers instead of a page leads? Yeah. Well. Um, well, I mean, what, what, well, I mean, how do you change it? How do you change it in the short term? I mean, th- those are longer term questions. I'm sure we'll, we'll come on to. But at this moment in time, they're on, they're on a decline. They're on a worrying decline. They're going further down the table. They're playing a lot of clubs in and around them. Coming up soon, some great opportunities, but also some worrying things if they start getting beat. You know, if this goes on to eight, nine, ten, that they haven't they haven't yeah. got a win. How do you stop it? How does Dean Keats stop it? Um, <clears throat> I think there's a lot going on at Walsall at the minute. I mean, there's so much going on at Walsall at the minute. There's so much to talk about. How does he stop it? Uh, worryingly, for me, that there isn't an awful lot he can do. I, I do think a lot of it is down to his decision-making, is down to these errors. I, think, I don't think Keats is setting up the team wrong. I think he knows how to keep clean sheets. He did it at Wrexham. He knows how to organise a side. And I, I think a lot of the mistakes are happening. Keats is just as frustrated as everyone else. Um, how do they turn it around? I think the first thing is sign-ins. And what worries me now is, is it January the 16th today? It's January the 16th today. Um, we've brought in Matt Jarvis, who's a direct replacement for Josh Ginelli. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's literally, it's not like for like. I mean, Jarvis looks a cracking signing, but it's a, it's a left winger for a left winger. Omar Musa is not ready for the first team, by all accounts. He had a little cameo on Saturday, but he's been signed with an eye for the future. Chris Marsh has said this so many times in his column. It, sign-ins lift the place. They, they, I mean, my God, they need bodies. First yeah. and foremost, they need bodies. They've got two centre-backs in Connor Johnson um, and, jo- and John Guthrie. Russell Martin and Jack Fitzwater have gone. There's no one behind Nicky Devlin and Luke Leahy at the moment. Maybe Joe Edwards could go in there, but he is a central midfielder. So there's, there's no competition for places at the back. There's no strength and depth at the back. Mm-hmm. Um, they need bodies f- for the squad. And but they're they, young as well. And they're young, yeah. Fragile. Young and... I want to talk about that a bit later on mm-hmm. in, in terms of the experience of the squad, but as Chris Marsh says, and I'm stealing the point from him, they need four or five players just to lift the club, just so they're going into games with different voices, just so he said, like when when you're a player and a group players come in, it just gives you, it just takes the pressure off a little bit, it gives you something else to focus on. I think it will lift everyone to have these signings in, but they haven't come in, and it's the 16th of January. Keats is working damn hard on signings; he's missed out on a few. So do they need to start spending? Are you trying to say that they need to start spending? They need to yeah, start that, spending on yeah. some wages because if they don't, then then this could this, this could get really bad. Look, I'm told that there's money there and Keats has got money to spend. Keats has said that himself. But I know Walsall's budget is one of the lowest in the division. They're missing out on targets at the end of the day. They're missing out on them. The, the, the players aren't coming. Why is that? It's probably because they're not paying what they 
as much, they're getting more money elsewhere. They're always at the back of the queue. And uh, Keats said that himself. They're always at the back. Of the, they're always at the back of the look queue. Look at the start of the season. Uh, they just escaped relegation. Start a new season with great hopes and mm. that. And a week before, or a few days before the season kicked off, they hadn't got a team. He yeah, pulled in yeah. two or three players in the last week. Mm. How can you go through the summer and not plan to have a team in place to start? They were lucky that they ended up playing a bunch of teams who, who as it turned out, turned out to be the poorest teams in League One, yeah, which is true. why they had a good start. Now they're playing better teams and they're... They're impossible at the back. They're, I mean, you, you, you've got confidence in the back that they can play. And they look to me as if they can play, but they've got players in positions they're not good at. The the two full-backs looked poor full-backs, but very good attacking players. Mm. The centre-backs centre, centre, half, centre backs don't put tackles in. They just stand and watch. I, I, I believe that if they don't get defenders in quickly, they're letting the fans down big time. And the club seems to be losing its heart. I went there and there was nil atmosphere on a boxing day. Mm. Nil atmosphere. And they just they just gave the game away. It's got to stop. They've got to get some money out. Jeff Bonser has got to put his money in his pocket pronto. He's got to decide whether he wants this club to go down to League Two or not. And, and that, the only way is money and getting defenders. Why have two defenders vanished? Mm. Why has uh, uh, the uh, new new guy brought in... Um, sorry... Oh, the lights oh, are gone. Oh, lights are gone. That's yeah. okay. We're still going there. We're, We're still, still going. going. It's We're fine. Still going. Yeah. Uh, he he said he's only disappeared to MK Dons. I know. I know. And uh, Fitzwater didn't come back, so there's two gone. Who have they decided that there's no future in mm. War? So may as well get out of here quick. And he's immediately um, the, the defence has been weakened in in a crucial week when they've got two of the hardest away games they could imagine. Teams that have had a bad time but have now picked up Gillingham and, put, and uh, Plymouth Argyle yeah. who both won away mm. um, Gillingham in the last home game beat a, a premiership club uh, Cardiff City in the cup yeah. so they've got some ability we've also got two really tough games coming up so, so let, well, let's go on to the defensive problems we, 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 you're touching on them now so, so let, let's address that so, so Russell Martin um uh, released or, or you know he's he's gone he's gone back home he's to spend time with his family can't do the commute a few days later he signs for MK Dons now I'm sorry exactly. three hours of a commute compared to MK Dons where he's doing two hours of commute I'm not having that and I think I think Warsaw fans are, are furious and I can understand why I'm not having the extra hour I'm not having it he's, he's signed for another club for two hours away if it's 20 minutes or half an hour away that's <laughs> oh. okay but I, I'm, that's terrible so what does that tell the so, fans so looks so bad it looks so bad. It looks awful. From the outside looking in, and you're 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 invested in it. You see this every week. But for for me, who who dips in, dip, dips out, and yeah. you know, it looks absolutely shocking, and it makes Warsaw look stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all right. So the Russell Martin situation has been an absolute farce. Um, there's no two ways about it. It looks horrific. I'm not ha- happy with any of it. Um, from the way I've handled it to the way the club have handled it, I just think it's been everyone's got it wrong, really. Um, I, Look, I've spoken to a lot of people about it since. A few people have said this on Twitter. I think, I don't know if I'm, look, if I'm clutching at straws, I'm clutching at straws. And if people think what I'm saying is clutching at straws, that's per, they're perfectly entitled to that opinion. I think a commute of two hours is potentially doable. I think a commute of three hours isn't um, in a day. I think it's a long way to go, three hours. Two hours you can is an awful long way to go as well. A four-hour round trip is... 
Okay, you can't do a four hour round trip. I mean, he's essentially yeah. saved two hours in a day, hasn't he? If he's going three hours one way and three hours back, he's getting two hours back. Look, but it's, it's not good. It's not good at all. And I, But when he says family reasons, when he puts it out there, family reasons, yeah. you need to spend more time with the family. And mm. then you see that, no, not, not a month or two or three months later, but three or four days later, mm. To a club that's fighting, you know, going for promotion in League Two, yeah. it doesn't look good on top of everything that's going on. But Nathan, the other point is that since Russell Martin's been there, the defence got worse. Mm. So I don't think he was the answer, and I think he's realised that, and I think the club's realised that. And look at look at the performance at Bolton Wanderers. Mm. If ever there was a, a buy, a free trip to the next round, Bolton Wanderers away was it, and they're one up at half time, mm. and the catastrophic performance mm. by. The defence in the second half. I saw the highlights on TV. I've never seen defending like it. Every ball that was crossed into the box, nobody challenged, including Martin. And, 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 uh, and it's, that's, it's a joke. And, and that's the problem. And the frustration, frustrating thing is, I know he, he came, he played towards the end. But Jack Fitzwater was the one who had to miss out when Russell Martin initially came in. He was the one sat on the bench. He's now the one who's gone back to West Brom. Okay, we don't know whether he's going to go and loan somewhere else or West Brom are going to keep him. But he's your one. You wanted all season playing every single game. You play every single game. You're my man. But he's had, he's had to make way for someone like Russell Martin, who didn't, um, you know, pull up trees at all. Um, and now he's gone back, and, you know, and, and you've lost two now. Yeah, and it just makes it even even messier, doesn't it? And look, the bottom line is when Russell Martin signed, every, every, there isn't one person who didn't think that was a good signing. Um, he's got vast, vast experience, which is what absolutely what Walsall needed. He has played at a really high level. He's a, I mean, he is a really good communicator. He's a very, very good talker. I think everyone thought it was a good sign, and I think everyone could see why he was thrown straight into the team. It was really harsh on Jack Fitzwater. He did get injured, and that's why he came out um, initially. Um, and Keats did, was keen to stress when Russell Martin signed, he felt Guthrie and Fitzwater had done well. Things were obviously a lot rosier then. Um, but yeah, it's been an absolute mess. It's been an absolute mess. It's, it's just hard to know what to think, what's gone on at the minute for me, because like, people are telling me one thing. You look at it in the, with the facts and you can't help but think something else. And the situation is an absolute mess that, in my opinion, and I've said this to Walsall, it should have been handled differently. Um, just the whole Martin situation. 16th in League One. 1-8, uh, drawn 8, lost 8. A goal difference of minus 14. Um, and only five points off the drop. I mean, look, thing is is tight up there. And, you know, a couple of wins and, and you've got a breathing space and you, you back up, you know, halfway again. But they've got to come from somewhere and it's... Not even looking like it at the moment, aren't they? Oh, yeah, I mean, you think about the, the games they've thrown away, the points they've dropped, really. You think about Peterborough away, for example. Yeah. I mean, Leahy's missed an 89th-minute penalty. After that penalty miss, Cook's gone through one-on-one and seen a, a, an effort saved twice. I mean, they're big chances. Um, Luton at home, conceding the 96th-minute from a corner. You bang those four points on. I mean, mm. where does, that'll put them much higher up the table. Yeah, you, you, bang, you bang those four points on. You're 36, you, you, you're 10th. You're 10th. Yeah. Um, those are all ifs and buts, aren't they? They are all ifs and buts. They are all ifs and buts. I do... <sighs> but they're not good enough, Joe. Let's face it, they are not good enough. They've got to improve that team. Uh, the uh, as I say, I think it's chaotic the, the way they set the defence up. If they don't get players in from now on, do you think that they go down with this squad? I do, yeah. and uh, I think Dean. I, I have to blame Dean Keats for the lack of organisation at the back. I mean, I see, I always see the highlights on TV Saturday evening, and it, week after week, I see shocking uh, actions in the defence: lack of foresight, lack of tackling, lack of bottle. They want somebody like. Cook in the back four, he'd sort them out. He's one of the best defender, isn't he? Uh, yeah, at the moment, worryingly, <laughs> Cook is the best defender, yeah. 
Um, just on that, though. You're, you're listening to the Warsaw Podcast. The positivity was in the golf at the start <laughs> yeah, exactly. for the first five minutes after that. But look, things need to be said, and I think the people understand that, that you know, this is this this one hour now, obviously, you know, when we, we, we're looking to have Paul in the studio and, and Joe. Sometimes you have to say it. It's, there's a lot to say, and, you know, it's not going to be you know, marshmallows and fairy cakes and, and, and rainbows, and, and, and people understand that, I think. Yeah, what I would just say on, on Paul's point there is, I mean, he is right. At, you look at the defence at times, people screen grab it. The thing is with screen grabs and stuff, when you screen grab them, you can pick fault at them, yeah. can't you? And it, yeah. it does look, I mean, some of the pictures, that the defending does look awful. If you look, I, I keep harping on back to when Wolves were good this season, and I've got to admit, I've never seen a team as organised. They were when they at the start of the season when they were playing this four four two. They were so well drilled. Everyone knew their position. Um, it was a real team effort. You think back to some of the defensive performances, that, that, like Wimbledon away, for example, where they were throwing their bodies on the line. Barnsley away. They they were so organised. And I, I don't like bringing former managers into it. I really don't. Um, but that organisation I never saw under Whitney. Yeah. Um, and I think. The re- that's why fans are with Keats because he has shown that when things he can organise he can organise a side he can get his message across players do understand what is required of them in, in their certain positions and that's and I, and I think that's why everyone is just that's why I think why everyone's is sticking with him really and, and what he did at Wrexham like it, there's a club record amount of clean sheets they'd registered mm-hmm. when he left um but there's just been times when things have fallen apart. Bristol Rovers at home was one of those days. It yeah. were really, it was as bad as it got. Yeah. I'd say that game and Bradford away mm. were the ones where, I mean, the wheels came off. There's no mm. doubt about it. Mm. They were really, really poor displays. But, but Bradford were playing mm. good at that time. They were, playing, they were beating nearly everybody by three or four goals. They'd suddenly picked up. Yeah. And, but I looked at the programme and uh, it, you're right in a way because in the first six games Warsaw played, they only conceded one goal in each game. They never kept a clean sheet. But they yeah. conceded one goal in the first six games, and then they came across <laughs> Macclesfield of all people, scored three goals at Bescott, and then knocked them out on penalties. Yeah, Macclesfield have hardly won a match since. Now they're now bottom but one in League Two. Yeah. So how did that happen? How can they concede three to a team like that? It is and, so and those, those are the cup. questions that they've got to find the answers to. We're, we're going we're gonna to move on to some questions because we've got some cracking questions from the fans and then I know we're going to talk about some, some, some squad and some, some you know, medium and long term looking into the future as well before, before we preview the, the big Gillingham game. So, um, we're, we're trying to get through as many as possible. We're, we're not going to... We're not going to get through everyone because we've got 20, 30 questions here. So yeah. um, we'll, we'll try and answer them as best we can. And then if we have to move on, we have to move it's on. It's a hard so, podcast, isn't it? It, 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 is, it's a hard you know, podcast. it is. Because, you know, like I said, we could be here till 7, 8, 9 o'clock tonight. Honestly, yeah. we really could. We really could. Yeah. Uh, but that's good because we've got plenty of content in the future as well. Uh, right. Sadler Stats. Sadler Stats, who were very kind to us, actually. Um, had a nice tweet from us at the end of the game um, on Saturday. Things not going well on the pitch, but but enjoying the coverage. And we appreciate that. We do yeah, appreciate that was lovely. The Thank you very much. Um, they, they put that we featured on... Caroline Barker's The Totally Show and it was the first time I'd heard national dissent about the club and how it's run. Is the, inverted commas, Warsaw a well-run club perception from those outside of the club starting to wane? And will this make the board sit up and take notice? Good question. Um, I think there's, an, there's a big issue with the term Warsaw well-run club um, because I actually think they're a very well-run club. I think they're very well-run. Um, bar some 
issues recently which they are working hard to resolve. I think you have to separate, are Walsall well, well run and is Jeff Bonser a good owner? I think you have to separate those two issues. The truth is, none of us work at the Banks' stadium, none of us see what the staff are doing behind the scenes every day. Technical issues, you never, you never see any technical issues coming out of Walsall, you never see them not having a player registered or bits and bobs like that. I think they are a well run club. Behind the scenes, I think things are okay, but for me, I've said it, I wrote a comment piece about it. For me, I keep saying the same thing, is you need the tools to do your job. Um, and I'm quoting Chris, Chris Marsh again, but if, you need, if, if a bricklayer needs to transport some bricks, you don't give him a wheelbarrow, you give him a van. If he's, it's just as simple as that. And I, I'm not criticising Jeff because football is a strain, is, you lose money in football and he's got, his, he's got his money and if he doesn't want to lose a set amount of money, that's absolutely fine. That's, that's understandable. No one wants to throw money away. But I think he's playing a game, or he's in a game he's no longer playing, I think is the best way to put it. And I don't see a lot of problems at Walsall that can't be fixed with a bit more cash, to be honest. I think Dean Keats is a good manager. I think the staff behind the scenes are doing a good job. I just feel like the budget is not competitive enough. Keats, why are Walsall five or six down the list when players come to sign? Why are they not everyone's first option? They can offer first-team football. They're an established League One club. It's coming down to wages. Wages, wages, wages. It all comes down to wages. Scunthorpe on Saturday, the, the person who scored the winning goal was Lee Novak, right? Lee Novak used to play for Blues, so he's lived in this area. When he left, when he left that club, there was no way in a million years someone like Lee Novak was signing for mm. Walsall. No way in a million years because he would just get so much more money at Scunthorpe. Yeah. And that is Scunthorpe and Lee Novak. And that is the issue here. You can't blame them, can you? You can't blame them. What, Lee Novak? No, about taking taking the, taking more money. No, no, of course not. He's got no affinity to Walsall. He's got no affinity to Scunthorpe. If if, if Scunthorpe are going to offer him, let's, let's just say magical figures, hmm. 20 grand a week, or yeah. Walsall going to offer him 15 grand a week, he's going yeah. to go to... Of course you are, yeah. Of course he yeah. is, yeah. But that that is my issue with, with Walsall at the minute. That they and I'm going on a bit here. I'm going to go on a little bit here, but I want to just make a quick point again that... They don't sign established League One players. They do not sign them. Keats has banged the drum time and time and time again. He wants experience. He wants experience. He can't sign it because it costs too much money. Yeah. That's why they've gambled on Russell Martin. I've got. And he, and he knew, and he obviously knew Keats, didn't he? They were friends as well, which kind of helped to seal the deal, I would have thought. Exactly helped seal the deal. Exactly that. I mean, Russell Martin it's came to Russell. Relying on favours. It's relying on favours. If. Just, I was going to go into this in detail, but I won't. But everyone, if you just look at Walsall's squad, if you look at every single player, the way I read it is there are two, two that were playing regular League One football two years ago. Two players were playing regular League One football. And in my mind, that's, that's Adam Chambers, who's only played in the first game of the season this year, and Joe Edwards, um, who's only just returned from injury. Sure, yeah. Every single other player in that squad is either been playing youth football two years ago, was playing in Scotland, as in Luke Leahy or Nicky Devlin, or was playing in non-league. There's absolutely no League One experience in that squad. And, and the reason why is because it costs money. It costs money. Players like Lee Novak cost money. He's not mm. going to be on astronomical sums at Scunthorpe, sure. but sure. it's going to be on more than Walsall are willing to pay. And that is what keeps us up against for me. He's not, I just don't think he's being given a fair crack of the whip. If I'm honest. But he must have known that when he came. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Walsall, that's true. Yeah, Walsall is a well-run club in certain ways, but it's well-run in, in, with with the only ambition is to make £20,000 a year profit, which they do. Well, and, the only ambition. And it, they can be applauded for that. But now, 
complaints are starting to come in about the um, toilets at the at the club, mm. uh, the kiosks, the turnstiles mm. not being manned properly. All these things shouldn't be happening. When you see that the, the way Wolves fans are treated now, how they're performing, the, the match experience at Molyneux is incredible. And it's not a few years back. They were going to Molyneux, Walsall, and winning 1-0. And look at the vast difference between the clubs now. The ambition seems to be nil apart from making a few bob. And the, he's got to decide now whether he wants this club to stay in League One or become a nothing club. You couldn't see them coming back again from League Two if they go down. So now is the time for hard speaking and for the club to wake up and get some players in quickly, whatever it costs, even if they make a loss, a loss or what a shock, a loss this season, why not? The fans will have their say on Monday at the uh, fans forum, yes, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Now, great, great timing for they, <laughs> that. The fans, I plead with them now in this podcast, mm -hmm. get down there and tell the people, the executives, good enough to come and stand up and be listen. Tell them what you think and where the complaints are and why haven't they built a team? Why haven't they signed decent players? Why can the defence keep? throwing goals away like this and losing to teams mm. that they should see off. They've got some decent players. I've seen some decent goals scored, but unless they get this sorted and this defence sorted, and the midfield, they need power. They need, they've missed um, the uh, midfield player who's been badly injured. Um, the Chambers. Chambers. Yeah. They've badly missed him. They've got to get somebody in the, in the midfield, crucially, to win the ball and set things up. And if they can't, if you can't sign anybody, you know, this is, I regret to say this, but I'd stick Kinsella at fullback to tighten things up, much as I love him in midfield. Now they've bought another midfield player. Get him there. At least he'll battle and fight and tackle. So that could be a thing. If, if he can't sign players, uh, and most of them have gone, but what, why are we midway through January and they still haven't signed a single defender when the you you don't win matches at a football club unless you can defend. Well Luke Grocott, no matter how good your attacking is. Luke Groco asks exactly exactly that. Um just basically talk anything transfers please. Expected transfers when etc. I mean it's a million dollar question, right? Um it is. I mean look the story I saw Keats today, which is Wednesday, so I'm working for tomorrow's paper essentially now, Thursday's paper, but this we'll just t tell it as it is now. Um, so a bit of an early exclusive for you. Keezer says optimistic signings for the weekend. That is the word he used, optimistic. I think he Good. said hopeful in the past. He said optimistic today. Good. That would um, hint that something will come in for the weekend, I'd imagine. Also, he revealed he's got a couple of trialists um, that he's looking at there with the group at the minute. They're out of contract players, um, so they could be signed whenever. It doesn't have to be in January. Um, but from what I'm hearing, yeah, there's... Um, there's a, he's got a fair few irons in the fire, so to speak, and I think it sounds like things are starting to pick up. But um, but we said this before, haven't we? And then they end up losing out by you know, five hundred quid or grand or whatever to, to to other teams, and that that's can they get these over the line? And are they at a, are they at a stage now? Um, is Jeff Wonder and Stefan Gamble at a stage now where they're thinking, goodness me, we might have to put like 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 um, like we've said here, do they need to put the let, let's they'll be going to debt or whatever and pay an extra 500 quid or, you know, a grand a week to get these players because otherwise we could be in League 2 next season. They might have to. I mean, I think that has happened in the past in previous seasons. I think they have had to dip in. Um, they have had to spend a bit more money than, than they wanted to. Is January well, crucial though for you? January is absolutely... I mean, look, they've got four defenders on the books. That's, and if there's, So what happens if there's an injury? It's not even... 
People are desperate for defenders. I'm desperate for defenders. I'm desperate for a striker. Yeah. But so you can't be. But what they can't be doing is on January the 31st, on deadline night, and you're in here at three o'clock. And it's 11 o'clock deadline, and I guarantee you will be because you, you're, you're busy than agent yeah. on, on yeah. deadline day, and you're on your phone and you're waiting to see, and they're waiting for the trickle down effect, which, yeah. which they've had to do with Premier League, with Championship, to see if these deals happen. To fingers crossed, get a couple more loans across the line, and they can't be in that position because if it doesn't happen. Then, then they are in trouble, aren't they? Well, but while you're talking about money, can anybody tell me how much they got for Ginelli and what's happened to that cash? So I've had, I've said on the podcast, last podcast, I've had everything is low from fifty grand to three hundred thousand. Well, where's but it gone? I think it's one hundred fifty k. Is what I'm hearing. Well, where's it gone? Why can't they sign a player well, with that, that sort of money? But when I ask that question to Walsall, they they say Keats has got money to spend. There is money available mm. to spend. Um, but he, he obviously he can't. I've pay, got money to spend, Joe. Money. I've got eleven quid in my pocket. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, that's the exactly. issue. And like people get bogged down in the in the in the maybe like the Janelli money or the Bradshaw money or whatever, whatever, whatever. To me, this Dorico Henry money—that's the big one. That was one point five million he moved for initially. You can actually make a difference with that money. One hundred and fifty. Let's say they got one hundred and fifty grand for Janelli. Yeah. What can one hundred and fifty grand really get you? Let's be honest. They spent hundred grand on Josh Gordon. Mm. Um, they spent one hundred and seventy-five grand on Andreas McCreese. Like you. It doesn't get you a lot in mm. football today. I mean, it's a lot of money for Walsall, but it's not a lot in football today. So, I don't know. I don't know. It's an absolute shambles. Okay, got some other questions here. Let, 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 we'll, we'll probably try and... Can I just say on January, very yes, quickly? Yes, yes, um, of course you can, yes. Exactly, exactly what you said there. We cannot be waiting until the 31st of January. That is what we did last year. Mm. That is exactly what happened last year. And in came Christian Bilek, who never kicked a ball. Mm. Ju- Julian and Goy, who quite frankly couldn't have made it less obvious he didn't want to be there. No. I mean, it's absolutely embarrassing. Um, especially for all his talent, because he was a talent, mm. but he just did not want to be there. Scored his goal at Peterborough for me, though. He did win you some money. He did win some money. Um, and Justin Scheibe, who is now proven... Shay who? Um, well, exactly. That he's, I mean, he's a National League striker. There's, there's no, he's, he is scoring goals for Boreham Wood, but he's scoring goals for Boreham Wood. Mm. And that was because, again, the down the pecking order, down the pecking order. And that wasn't John Whitney's fault. That mm. was not John Whitney's fault. And it's not Dean Keats's fault, the position Dean Keats is in now. is from the top. And I don't even think it's from the top. I think it's from the owner. I really, really don't. And I don't want to hammer him. I don't want to hammer him. I just think, and if he doesn't want to invest, I think that's fine. But you can't, you can't be at a football club and not invest anymore. The game has changed and other people are doing it. Well, why are they not in a better position now than they were under Whitney at this stage last season? Well, I, I don't... I, I'm a, I genuinely, genuinely believe the answer to that is confidence. It worried me on Saturday when that Scunthorpe game where Walsall scored, got back to 1-1, great goal from Nicky Devlin, 15 minutes, I only thought Walsall were going to win the game. All of a sudden, they're zipping it round, they look a threat, they look full of confidence, they concede because that's what they do, and my God, they went into their shells. It was, they, they never looked like scoring Have they ever again. had a comfortable win this season that you've seen? You've seen all the games? Um, I can't remember a two-goal win. They were comfortable at Tranmere, but that was in the cup. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. I, but George Dobson actually said that to me on record. He said they, they never win comfortably. No. They're always having to hold on. Yeah. Um, one goal leads are no good. One goal leads no. I'm not well. Not not the, the way they can see the goal. Yeah, exactly. Okay, uh, so we'll, we'll go into some 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 sorry, quick, quick yeah. fire answers because I want to get through because loads of people have emailed in. So some some quick fire answers. Ish, maybe spend thirty seconds on each or whatever if you can. Um, Nick Pritchard, you recently mentioned that you had some ideas how communication and relations between the club and the fans could be improved. Are you able to share these ideas? Have the club been engaged? Um, so I can't answer this in thirty seconds, but I can answer it very quickly. Okay, yeah, sure. And this all basically stems from Russell Martin, which that. 
he went on Tuesday. That's the bottom line. It was on it was on forums on Tuesday that Russell Martin had left. Um, every, last last Tuesday. Last yeah. Tuesday. Last yeah. Tuesday. Everyone was talking about it. Everyone was messaging me about it. I couldn't get an answer at the club about it. The reason why apparently was because Dean Keats didn't want Scunthorpe to know his team at the weekend. But everyone knew. Everyone knew about it. Now. I might be naive, but I genuinely believe when, when I'm told things at Walsall that everyone's doing it for the right reasons. So I think that was Keats's logic. He there was a, there was an issue with Fitzwater. He knew that Keats knew there wasn't there was a chance he wasn't going to come back. Martin had left, and suddenly he's got two centre backs, mm-hmm. and he's basically showing Scunthorpe his team if he comes out and says Russell Martin and Jack Fitzwater have left. Now I I, I understand that, and that is the logic to it. When people say, when people criticise him, there was a logic to it. And the reason why I don't agree with it is because it's it's someone tweeted me and said, fair enough if there's a logic to it, but by not telling the truth, it raises suspicion. It's cloak and dagger. And that is the issue. Pete, because Walsall haven't been front-footed, because they haven't been open and honest, that leads to more questions being asked. It raises further suspicion. And I think that's where we are. I think people are questioning them. I think when you speak to people at Walsall, they, they're frustrated because they feel like they're doing their best. But I just think, be honest, be honest. If you if that happened at Peterborough, Dara McCantney would tell the fans straight away that Russell Martin had left. Mm-hmm. And that is the issue here. It's 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 this what's the suspicion, arousing of suspicion, do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's, that, it's that suspicion. And there's which, no need. There's, no there's need, just no there? need. It goes with honesty. Mm-hmm. It goes with honesty. So uh, the team selection thing, fair enough, there's an argument to it, but I don't buy it personally. Well, I don't think uh, Scunthorpe would have been uh, at all concerned about the departure of uh, Russell Martin from what I've seen of him. Well, exactly, exactly. Um, so I just think they should... I, in, my, in my opinion, I've said this to them, they need to be more honest. OK. Really good question. Nick Etheridge, um, if supporters were to make a breakaway team, think AFC Wimbledon, would the Express and Star follow it, given that the chairman would no longer be difficult to work with? I think we're a long way from that, aren't we? <laughs> Just saying, it's a question. Uh, um, I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to ask my bosses. Well, I, yeah, I, 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 the, the, I'd answer that question by saying I'm not sure that Warsaw are the best team in Warsaw at the moment. Russia Olympic <laughs> would give them a game. Um, right. Um, Robert, Robert Dern. I would like to thank the legendary, legendary Paul Marston. He used to uh, review amateur shows I was in as a kid. Luckily, only positive things were ever said. And looking back now, as an adult and someone who works in the arts, I think he did a great job reviewing good Midland theatre. That's very kind of you. That's very nice, very nice, isn't it? He also goes on to ask a football-related question. He says... uh, Following on from your answer in the last podcast about season tickets, my girlfriend is a Leighton Orient fan. And to get fans back through the door, they encourage season ticket holders to pass on tickets they can't use for free. And you can also buy season tickets at any point. The season ticket prices are lowered after every game, so you can still afford one later um, and you can get in through the same price per game. This is a club that was nearly on the collapse a couple of years ago. If they can put the fans first, why can't Walsall? Well, the fans are saying on the social media that Warsaw must get cracking with finding a new way of bringing, exciting the fans and bringing them in and coming up with ideas exactly to do that, to bring people in. At the moment, they're losing fans. Mm. You look and say, I'm not going to Warsaw again. I've been going with my wife and son and I'm not going again. There's three of us not going in one family. They've got to get their act together quickly. You know, the, the place will be shutting down. And there's one suggestion. There, simple there. Mm-hmm. How can anyone argue with that? No, you can't. You can't, can't argue with that. It's not difficult, is it, to, to do either? No. Um, Kev um, asks, the board continue to state that championship football is the aim. With us only having come close to it once in the past eight years, 
do you think the other direction directors should be contemplating resignation after failing in their roles? Um, so no, I don't um, think they should be contemplating resignation at all. I think I, I know Dan Mole very well. I don't know Stephen Gamble that well, if I'm honest. Um, but what I can tell you about them is Dan Mole was headhunted by the FA to work for them, as well as Walsall just um, sort of reviewing things for the FA. He, he helps out with the FA. He was headhunted for that. I can tell you that Stephen Gamble was headhunted. He's on the board of the EFL. This is, this is why I say in football circles, Walsall is seen as a very well-run club. People admire what the staff at Walsall are doing, and they admire them for good reason. Um, it's not their fault. It's just not their fault. Um, all For me, all roads lead to Jeff. Um, and just like I think Keats doesn't necessarily get the right tools for the job, I think like I think it's the same for everyone at Walsall. I think it's, I just do. I think from top to bottom, I think there's there's not enough staff at the club. Um, probably not paid enough money. Um, I just think it need, I just think it needs a massive cash injection. I know I'm repeating myself, but I just think all the problems, all the vast vast majority of problems at Walsall could be fixed mm-hmm. with proper investment. Have you tried to get an interview with Jeff Bonser lately? Uh, because it. That's what the fans would love to hear. What he's, what he, what he would say. He might have very good reasons why they don't spend money. He might be the Parliament on Monday. You never yeah. know. Well, he won't turn up, will he? I mean, this is a... <laughs> it might put you on the board. <laughs> might, yeah. I mean, I'll try again. I mean, I haven't, I haven't tried for a long time. I mean, I've said before that like, as soon as I got the job, it was made abundantly clear mm. to me Jeff wouldn't speak. Yeah. But asked... he, he, may, he may have very good reasons for the way the club is having trouble. He, he may, there may not be the money there that we think there is. And but why doesn't he come and tell us? Wow. Uh, connecting with, with that I guess uh, Little Old Warsaw asks um, we all talk about the club being sold but what is the price including the freehold so I think I mentioned this before it's only hypothetical I'm not 100% sure people I think I said it before and someone told me I was wrong um, but from what I've heard and this is only from what I've heard from people in and around the club or in and around the game I've heard that the freehold for the for basically for the ground all the land at the Banks Stadium the AstroTurf all that, all that would be five million, and I've told the club three million. So I believe, and I do believe it, that you could buy Walsall for eight million pounds. But I might be wrong, Paul. But there can be a turnaround. You you look at Newport County, who went out of existence, were playing on a parks pitch, and look at them now, beat Leicester City in the FA Cup. It can be turned around, but why do Walsall need to slide down to the bottom before bouncing back? Let's start now and improve the club quickly, avoid relegation at all costs. It's not going to be easy, Joe, to, to stay up. It's, there's some tough games, some decent teams in League One mm. and uh, some decent teams in non-league. Look at Barnes. Go to Sheffield United and, and win in the FA Cup. Barnes, non-league. Yeah. John, John Reese and, and, and Giles Thatcher both kind of asked the same thing, I guess. Um, um, do you think Warsaw um, is a bigger or smaller club than it was 30 years ago? It's smaller-minded. Uh, I, I, I've been doing covering the club for well over 30 years, as you know, probably 60 years in, in man and boy. But uh, I, I can't remember there being such a dissatisfaction, underlying dissatisfaction with the fans, even when Warsaw were in desperate financial trouble. They, there was still a happiness about the club. And uh, I was doing stories when uh, people from Birmingham City, Aston Villa, Wolves, fans were sending Warsaw 50 pences of pounds to help keep the club alive. That's how it was. And yet there was still a happy feeling about the club. There's not this misery that seems about the place now. Mm. You know, get some, need some, desperately need some atmosphere in the place. 
Fantastic questions from everyone. Um, you know, we, we, we got to most of them there, I think. But but thank you very much for sending them in. Um, anyone who who we didn't answer, we'll try we'll try and answer the next couple of weeks anyway. Um, but thank you for that, and Joe. I know you wanted to discuss. We, we discussed it um, slightly um, slightly earlier on about about the squad list and looking into next season. And you know, we've all we've always said that Dean Keats needs a full season before he you know he, he can stamp his authority on this team and on this squad. How you know from the players that are available now, how many of them are, are going to be available to Warsaw next season? Um, well, that's a very, very, very good question, and one I honestly don't know the answer to. I, I think there might be an issue with this actually with it, out of contract players. I, I think a lot of them know that. I think a lot of them know their time is up, and that worries me. Um, that really, really worries me. It might be one of the reasons why mm. they're in this situation. I think for a whole host of reasons. Um, I mean, Keats has said himself, like basically too many players were given two-year deals. He would have preferred it if um, uh, he could have got rid of some more players in the summer. I'm absolutely sure of that. Uh, and the, the, the players haven't performed, have they? That's the bottom line. Everyone knows it's a struggle at the minute. And they're out of contract at the end of the season. And I do. Uh, the worry is a lot of them will maybe now be thinking, one, does Keats want, does, one, does Keats want me? Am I good enough to play at this level? I don't know. So I think that that really, really worries me. Because they always say in sport, if you take 5% off, you're in trouble, don't they? Mm-hmm. And they're at the, Has he got respect in that dressing room? Keats. Mm-hmm. He's got... Uh, yeah, he absolutely commands respect. And I said that before, the way... it's. I feel like at Walsall, if Keats says jump, the players say how high. I so think, he's got the play... You think they're playing for him then, you know? I think they're, they're, they're playing definitely. for him, but, but, but I do worry that they are. They don't see their future there. Okay. That's a worry for me. Mm-hmm. Um because because I think there's a chance Keats won't want them. Um, and that is a worry when there's half a season still to play. Well, I read in your column some weeks ago, Keats saying that he was going to move people out. Well, that tells the players that they're not going to be there. Yeah. And so it doesn't inspire them to really turn it on. So, But it's, all right. it's no good saying, I'm going to move some out. And then he hasn't moved them out. Players that have gone and gone around the court, apparently. Who can you, who can you see being, being there next year? Realistically, I think at this moment in time, I think any out of contract players playing for the future, yeah. and there's a vast, and there's a hell of a lot of players out of contract. Really, um, I think every single one of them is probably playing for the futures at the minute. I don't, I, I, I can't. The way it is at the minute, I think Keats said to them at the start of the season, "You've all." I think he, he would have made more changes if he could, but I think he was happy to give everyone a chance to prove to them, prove how good they could be, mm-hmm. and that they were good enough to play for Warsaw. They definitely did that at the start. Um, they definitely did that, but at this moment in time, they are. Really low in confidence, and mm. I think I think some of them will want to go, and I think some of them will want to go because of the stick they get from fans. They do get an awful lot of criticism. Some players, um, I think Keats will think someone up to it. So I think that is a big, big worry for me. That's that genuinely, hand on heart, that is my biggest worry. As bad as they've been defensively, I I can still see the positives and the performances. I do think the defensive errors will will. At some stage, they will by by they will cut them out. I do think they will cut them out eventually, but right. it does worry me how many players. John Whitney always said to me, he doesn't want to sign loan players after January because they tend to jack it in in March. Well, I don't see what difference is between a loan player on loan until the end of the season to a player that's out of contract at the end of the season. So that that is my biggest worry. I think like, I think if Neil Etheridge was still in goal at Walsall, they would have won five more games this season. When I see him now on TV playing for Cardiff, I think he went, he went for nothing from Warsaw, didn't he? he went for uh, fantastic goalkeeper. And he's, he won matches for Warsaw when he was at Warsaw. Yeah. You know, they were being battered 
and he saved shot after shot after shot. And, and he had a bit, a bit of a chip on his shoulder, didn't he? he yeah. had a little bit of attitude. <laughs> and it, oh, it's what you need, isn't it? Do you know but, what I mean? But he's a cracking, yeah. go- he's a terrific goalkeeper. And I think uh, young Leon Roberts has got a lot to learn. To me, when I've watched him, I, it doesn't seem to come in, come on the area. And I think he's got a lot of improvement to be made. I just wonder sometimes who's who's coaching the defence. Have they got a defence coach or a Well, it was Russell coach? Martin, wasn't it? Russell Martin was brought in as a player coach, so... Oh, enough um, said. <clears throat> um, you know, do you think that half of this... Because let, let's, let's take it back to the start of this season and we do uh, the previews and we ask every single... Um, local journalists don't we about who they think is going to go down who they think is going to get promoted and and most people had Walsall to go down yeah. this season didn't they Yeah. but because of the start they had everyone's expectations were raised we were talking about playoffs or mid-table excuse and, me can I just pick you up on that yeah go on <laughs> when I was here before they were fifth in the table during yeah. the podcast yeah you asked this question you asked Joe where will Walsall finish mm-hmm. and you asked me and I, I said 15th, and you yeah. both fell about laughing. Yeah, we did. Yeah, you we fell did. about laughing. We did, yeah. And where are they that's now? why he's come back. He's yeah. come back. <laughs> where are they now? 16th. Yeah, yeah. You just yeah, know right. the way this club goes. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were... Oh, we, we were just saying Warsaw. this today. In November, halfway through November, they were 20 to 1 to get relegated. Mm. They're 2 to 1 now. Yeah, I think, so the, I think, the, I think the Express of Thorn is a new campaign. SOS, Save Our Saddlers. Save Our Saddlers. Uh, absolutely. Well, I mean, look... Let's hope it doesn't get. Let's hope it doesn't get downtown. Let's hope they pick up some results. Uh, where they need to start is right in front of them. That's Gillingham away on Saturday. Uh, Joe, how do how do Warsaw get a result and and try and turn this turn this um, form around? Um, Put a bus in the goal. <laughs> <laughs> Park it. Um, well, it's a big game, isn't it? It's a really big game. Gillingham. Obviously, Scunthorpe have gone ahead of them now. Gillingham, one place below them. Yeah. These are the games, aren't they? These are the games. Um, it's just going to be... They've just, they've just... To quote a football cliche, they've got to get back to basics, haven't they? They've got to just keep things very, very simple. Said so, I'll put these quotes out from Dean Keats later in the week, probably. But he said something really interesting today. He said, you, they've just got to... In terms of decision-making, it's, it's, now, it's now no risk. Basically, he said players if they can if there's a pa- if they're not sure about a pass that's on if it don't he said they can't force anything now mm-hmm. don't take any if you have to put it in the stand he said if you have to put it out of the stand just do it it's got to be that simple I think mm-hmm. at the minute it's got to be basics for me they go four four two they go back to what they were doing at the start of the season um, very organised very well drilled it's I think it's going to be look Scunfort, the Scunfort game was dreadful wasn't it yeah, it was horrific, scrappy horrific, yeah. there was next to no quality in it there was very few chances created by either team I think it's got to be the same on Saturday I think Wolves have got to make it a scrappy battling affair and they've got to try and nick it and they can and they can do that because of the quality of the likes of Matt Jarvis and, and Andy Cook and, and players like any that any news so, on Ferrier? I asked Keats today if how could Conferry are, and he and he, and he said he thinks he, he just said he thinks he'll be okay. Mm-hmm. I think Cook, I mean, with Cook, Cook looked quite serious injury his shoulder. He did but, look bad, but then obviously came back on, didn't he? But he will battle on. I mean, he is a trooper. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Ferry is a hamstring problem. I mean, we're gonna have to see. Uh, I did see him sort of bouncing around Essington today, so he did seem to be all right. Yeah, um, pop tart for the morning. There's plenty of sugar in him. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's a lively would, character. Would you reckon the best defensive? performance by Walsall this season was when they're on TV at Fleetwood and, they, and people th- I saw that match on TV and people were throwing their bodies in the way of things to stop Fleetwood scoring Yeah, and they battled they fought every player was a defender when he had to be at the moment that, that doesn't seem to be happening and that is exactly they've got to go into matches like, yeah. and they've got to say 11 players I want you to go for every ball not just stand mm-hmm. you're not just doing your job 
do everybody's job, fight for every ball. This is what the, the teams like Newport have done in the cup and yeah. they've got results. That's what they need. I've seen Warsaw players come off with lumps on the head and blood streaming from them in the past years, given everything. I don't see that in this team. Well, that is what they were doing. First seven games, I mean, like, Wimbledon was in that. You were there for that, weren't you? Mm. I mean, it was just, it was bodies on the line. That's exactly what they're doing. The Fleetwood game, that's a really good point. It was it was a very, very professional clean sheet, wasn't Absolutely. it? They defended Absolutely. so well that day. That Absolutely. is, that is what they side. can do. Looked a good team. I actually asked Russell Martin after that game at Fleetwood, why they were throwing their bodies on the line. Yeah. Because that is what they were doing. Perhaps they like TV, being they, on TV. Well, yeah, they all got haircuts for it. Um, but I was like, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Goodness me. Why, um, why... Why is why have we seen that today? Why have we seen that you put bodies in line? Nisa and Nisa in football it's absolutely massive to have something to hold on to. Mm. He said they were level, there was nil nil, they were in a battle, they had a point basically. Yeah. Um and they were battling to keep hold of it. And he said that really changes when you're a goal down or whatever, but it really changes with this Warsaw team. You can just see how little confidence they got. You can see their heads go when they concede. And 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 that's why they concede so many in quick quick fire succession. They Look, Bolton, I mean, my God, they've played brilliantly first half. There was, mm. there was, they were so comfortable yeah. in that first half at Bolton. It was ridiculous. I mean, we, I can remember walking down at halftime, talking with the other Walsall press lads, and we're like, my God, like, mm. we're well on top here. Mm. Well on top. Mm. And then they come out second half, concede a goal, don't Shocking. they? Bang, bang, bang. Shocking. Three goals, five minutes. Mm. As soon as they conceded, Walsall's players knew they were in trouble. And then, then they really were in trouble. They, sure. they were three one down. In sure. the blink of an eye, they were three one down. And... But it was, that, it was appalling defending in the second half. It was atrocious. It's a complete lack of... Any ball belief. in the middle, they were, they were having two goes. The one guy who scored the one goal, hit, did he hit the post with one, and he still had time to pick the rebound and put it in the back of the net. Yeah. They were terrible. They've got to, that's got to stop. So, Joe, you're Dean Keats. Uh, you've got to pick a, an 11 that can get a result at Gillingham. How do you do it? Who, who are you going for? You want my 11, I want, I want your 11. You put yourself in Dean Keats's shoes, please. Um, well, obviously, Liam Robertson goal... Um, he come in for a, he has come in for a bit of stick recently. I can understand what Paul said about Fridge. I'm still a big Liam Roberts fan. I think he's I think he's got a really really bright future. Formation? How are you lining up? Four four two. Four four two. Proper four four two. The back four picks itself because we've only got four defenders. Let's be honest. I mean, everyone knows what the back four is. As it yeah. stands, as it recorded, there's no other players that come in. So it's Leahy, Devlin, Johnson, Guthrie, isn't it? At the yeah. back, we all know that. I'd go. My only sort of intriguing selection for me would be I'd play Joe Edwards on the right midfield. Okay. Um, he played central midfield against Scunthorpe. I'd put him out to the right. Um, I think it'd give Nicky Devlin a bit of protection. I think Nicky Devlin got some stick at Bolton. For me, Ismail gave him absolutely no protection. I thought he was horribly exposed, Nicky Devlin. So I'd like to see Joe Edwards protecting him. I'd like to see Jarvis protecting Leahy because you've got to work as a unit mm-hmm. on that on, on the flanks. Mm-hmm. You can't just have you can't just have one player just bombing on. So I go Edwards right midfield. For me, it's um, who's, in, who's in the middle. Dobson and Kinsella come into the midfield. Surprised that, that they were benched. Very, very surprised. I mean, Edwards and Osborne give you more physicality. I, I like Osborne. My worry is he doesn't look fit to me. Mm-hmm. I thought he was good first half mm-hmm. um, against Scunthorpe. I thought he was good. I, I, I think he did next to nothing after the hour mark. He's not a ninety-minute player. He's, he's not. He doesn't look. I mean. Look, he's had a very stop-start season, a very, very stop-start season, and maybe it'll come, but at the minute, he doesn't look fit to me. Obviously, Matt Jarvis on the left. I would go up front, Cook, obviously, and yeah. I'd go Gordon. Would you? Um, for the sheer... Well, if he is out, then... Yeah, look, you, 
Ferrier's not scoring a lot of goals, but mm. you, you kind of fancy Ferrier to get one ahead of Gordon, I think. Yeah. Gordon isn't scoring any. But Gordon isn't scoring any no. either. What he does... What does he... He, he works he, damn hard. Does look, he? Look, look that should be a given. He doesn't stand out for me, Gordon, whenever I've seen him, do you know what I mean? No, the best he's played is at a tip of a diamond. I actually think that might be his position. Um, but but it's backs to the wall, It's and it's... It's defending from the front. It's you don't got think he'll go four-five-one and really shore it up and just have just have Cook up top. He could. I mean, look, that's what he's done at Barnsley. He did it, did that at Barnsley four-four-one-four-four-one-four-one basically. Osborne mm. in the one in midfield. He's actually he doesn't have to use so much energy there, so it's a good position for yeah. Osborne. But it's like a Huddleston kind of a role. As yeah, he does now. exactly that. Mm. Yeah, but no, I would go Gordon, and I just it's work great. Gordon will press from the front. He will. He'll, he can set the tone. Um, and then I think, obviously, Cook up front. But I think that's... Look, you're losing the flair as Elias Mal, for example. It's not, it's, not, it's not a team packed with creativity, but I believe that's the way to go for now. Um, uh, at Gillingham as well. Like it's, they're, they're a struggling side as well. I think that team would be good enough to go there and, and win the game. They're not struggling. You know, they've had some good results lately, Gillingham. Yeah, that is yeah. true. Yeah. What about Mitch Canlin? I was reading your piece that he's back. Has he got any chance of being in the squad? I think he will be in the squad. Um, I think he will be in the squad. Um, obviously, there are injury doubts over Cook and Ferrier, but I think Canlin, he's a finisher. Um, he is a finisher, so it hasn't worked out from at Blackburn. Um, but yeah, I think he'll be. I think he'll probably be on the bench. You know? Oh, I think if I was Dean Keats uh, on Saturday, I'd play just one striker and I'd depend on getting everybody defending as much as they can and and keeping very tight because Gilling have got some really good strikers. I got Tom Eaves who scores a lot of goals for them. And I've got another player that's coming through. I can't remember his name, but uh, he's doing very well there. And uh, it's going to be a real battle there. And I, they need to flood the midfield and stop them playing. Bodies I don't think, I don't on think the line. To, the way we're also playing, the lack of real solid effort. They can, I don't think they can afford two strikers away from home at there at Gillingham in the next two games. The object is to tighten up. Don't give goals. If you don't give goals away, you don't lose. Full yeah. stop. And that would give. I think a clean sheet would really boost them. That's right. So we're we're coming to the end of it now. So I want the predictions, please. I'll go first. We'll go Joe, and then we'll finish up with Paul. So I'm going to say that it's a. Um, not the prettiest on the eye uh, on Saturday, but I'm going to say that they come away with a 1-1 draw. Okay. Joseph Massey. Gillingham, nil. Ooh! Walsall, one. Oh, hello. Mr. <laughs> Positive, love it, I love it. Gillingham. And finish, finish up with Paul. Gillingham, two, Walsall, nil. Oh, there okay. we go. So win or lose in a draw as a Shiraz game made up there, you happy days. Um, <laughs> One of us is going to be right. Absolutely. Paul, thank you so much for coming on again. Pleasure. Absolutely appreciate it. We enjoy it. We, it's better with a third person, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's really interesting, yeah. um, you know, especially with all your experience. So we really appreciate it. It's It's been, look, there's so much to talk about. I understand it's not positive at the moment, but I think we need to um, engage with the audience and, and, and also, you know, express the frustration that they're feeling at the moment. So thank you very much for listening. Hope you enjoy it. Fingers crossed. Three points on Saturday from Paul, from Joe, from myself. Take care. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye.